Paz IM Radio with your co-hosts Robert Brining and Aaron Laxton. We go around the world and across the United States. Join in the conversation by calling in to 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. This week, we have your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause IM Radio. I hope you're ready for season two because it starts now. Don't you feel like we're walking through a coliseum when that's playing? I feel like I'm walking with my hands raised like we are back. It's so awesome to be here. How you doing, Aaron? Dude, you know what? Uh, we've been off the air for a little while. Uh, I am so ready to be back on the air. Uh, and I know that you and I have been having this conversation. Uh, it is just so nice to be back. And uh, it's nice to be talking with you, man. How, how have you been doing? Oh, I've been well. I've just taken some time off, you know, for some personal reasons to deal with getting my personal life in order and it's just it's great to be back it's it's something i really missed being out here and, and talking with other people how you've been you know i've been doing the same thing you know i i what i heard in what you just shared is you know self-care and uh and and so i'm in graduate school um and working on uh, finishing my um, social work degree and then starting on my on my doctorate but um you know it it never goes without saying that i always miss um what comes so natural to us and that's doing activism doing hiv activism and 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 so i know that you've heard some of the same things but people miss pause i am it has left a huge um imprint on the landscape and and so i was just so happy to get your call and and say hey you know we we need to go back on the air we need to start up season two um dude i i just can't say enough good things um and i think season two uh it's just going to be jam-packed with things um that are fresh and new and what people want yeah i'm excited Uh, i'm really excited to be back but to go back to what you started with is self-care and you know as an activist you have to do that sometimes. I thrust it myself into, you know, full-time activism. It was kind of what I did. And I need to take some time for myself. You need to kind of sometimes put your thoughts back in order because your life doesn't always revolve around your HIV status. And, you know, that's something that you learn as you, you know, progress and live with HIV longer and longer, that it's not going to you know, be the, the center of your universe like it is when you're nose. So taking that time away allowed me to kind of refocus and, I have to say that uh, a friend of mine and a friend of the show, Scott Kramer, you know, he's co-hosted, he shared, has really reached out to me the whole time that I've been absent over the last, what, three or four years. And I think it was his constant checking in on me and making sure that I was okay and reminding me that, hey, you know, Pazayam needs to come back. It was important. It, it helps people. I think it was that was what forced me to kind of revalue what I 
have in my life and, and, and really put into perspective that this is something that was helping people and, you know, it can't be duplicated. So I'm excited to be back with you. And I think that this is going to be an awesome season. It, it is, um, you know, and you and I were talking last night as we prepared for today's show, you know, when I first started doing activism, you were one of the first shows that I did. And, and so it's hard to believe now it's going on six years for me and, and, and longer for you. Um, you know, uh, Rick Vitale is another one, you know, down in Florida who, who always asks how you're doing and, and what's going on with the show. Um, I mean, we have people from around the world. What you were just talking about, we're going to hear a little bit later on the show. Um, you know, Kevin Maloney has this really amazing uh, project that's going on. Uh, most people will remember Kevin from the Rise Up uh, uh, No Shame campaign. Um, but he, he this new campaign, my dude, you know, I'm telling you, he, <laughs> Kevin is one of the most inspiring people, um, that I know. And when I was I loading agree. up the audio from, from the positive messages, um, we're going to hear from, from two, um, one from New Zealand and one from Ireland, man. And I'm telling you this new breed of, of activists, man, they are like, invigorated with with just energy and optimism and 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 in today's climate especially here in the u.s you know we're in the middle of a uh a presidential campaign man we just don't see an overabundance of positivity so anytime i can get something that's like refreshing to me man it, it, i i love it and so i'm 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 excited for listeners to uh to hear them and to give their feedback and then also if they haven't participated uh you know kevin will talk about how um, people can get involved with that project yes i know i i owe kevin a video i've been promising and promising <laughs> to get mine up there but i've just been so focusing on trying to get everything set up for this and the website and you know it's just it's been a lot on my plate but i, I will get one out there i promise kevin um but it's amazing i've taken the time off and as i slowly progressively progressively came back onto uh social media i noticed that you know, so many people are really making noise, you know, that are still making noise from when we were out there because, you know, the time off for me was great, but some people like Kevin didn't take that time off. And, and he, you know, blossomed into this amazing activist who's doing all these incredible things. And I just think that what he's doing is great. You know, people like Josh Robbins, who, you know, is a part of the show and we'll be talking about that later, you know, things like that. These people are really getting out there and making their voice known. And all these new activists that we have coming up um, for the, the month of November, we have posted on uh, the website. People can go to pauseimradio.com. Uh, there is a Your Monthly Dose page there that has the shows for the rest of the month. Um, it's just amazing to see that people are still out there making noise and they're not giving up. Yeah, you know, I, I I've seen some of the people that you have scheduled. You know, uh, one of them is uh, Benjamin DaCosta, and and this is another uh, just an amazing activist um, who's been very vocal about um, prep and uh, transgendered issues. Um, he, you know, goes around the world um, doing uh, a lot of HIV/AIDS activism. Um, you know, so again, this is just one of those things of. I think sometimes it can't be overstated. We have to take care of ourselves. Life is more than simply always, you know, 
forging ahead at 100 miles an hour. And and so, you know, I want listeners today to, to understand it always, right? So, you know, this episode is going to be available on iTunes as in, you know, there's over 290 other episodes on iTunes. But one of the biggest messages is take care of yourself. You know, the reason that we do this work is that we want everyone to have a high quality of life and, and you know, not have depression and have just improved outcomes. Um, and so we want to be living examples, just like Robert said and just like I said, and I'm sure Kevin and, and, and others will, will speak to it as well. We have to take care of ourselves. And I'm so glad that you mentioned, you know, Scott reaching out to you. Man, that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. when we see somebody who isn't, you know, necessarily always doing what they've always done, do we check on them? Do we call and do we give them a message? That's a that's a great example of what I hope our community is. It really made me feel like um, he cared about me, and I know that he does. You know, by his actions, and and that's what a true friend is. And and I really value the friendship I have with Scott. And you know, we don't know each other. You know, we're not the best of friends. We may have only met one time in person. It may have been over brunch, but. It's, a connection and we have that and I think it's just amazing that he was willing to be that person for me and you know it's important that like you said we check in our people and make sure that they're doing you know okay even when they're not making noise <laughs> so I have to tell on myself so last time I was in New York I was up there for um, uh, this thing with the body and Scott and I had made arrangements to get together and and Due to some scheduling conflicts, it just never came to fruition. Um, and and anyone, and I'm going to tell on myself: if you do not know me, I am one of the most socially awkward people that there is. I know this about myself. I embrace it. Um, that's why most of my activism is online. Um, but uh, I'm I'm just a very you know, uh, believe it or not, I I'm an introvert who's an extrovert when I have to be. Um, and so, Scott, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, I promise next time I'm in New York, we will definitely get together. And, uh, you know, Scott, like you said, is a, is a, is a huge friend of the show. Um, and the work that he does up in New York with his group um, is phenomenal. Um, and I can't send enough accolades to uh, Scott Kramer. Oh, yes, we love him. So since you brought it up earlier, I wasn't really going to talk about it, but since you brought up the election, I thought maybe I might ask you a few questions about how you feel about our candidates. Well, sure. <laughs> you, you know, and, and, you know, I was thinking about that too. You know, is it something we're going to be talking about? And here's what I, you know, I don't care who, you know, people are going to vote for who they want to. And so that's, that's what I push, right? Be part of the, you know, exercise your, 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 your liberty and, um, but you need to look at what is the candidate doing for individuals living with HIV. And so um, we can look at the Clinton campaign and certainly you have the Clinton Foundation, who without doubt is one of the best charities in the world for providing HIV medications for those individuals who need it. Um, so if you're strictly looking on HIV, you know that, that's, that speaks out volumes to me. Um, I know I worked with uh, uh, Peter Staley during the uh, preliminaries um, to try to set up some meetings with Bernie Sanders and with with Hillary's campaign, and ultimately they did get those meetings set up. 
you know what? I am thankful for candidates who are willing to engage our community and to have meaningful conversations um, about how our lives as people living with HIV, how we're impacted by the process. And, you know, right now I can't wait for uh, Tuesday to be over, quite honestly. And I'm so over the ads, to be honest with you. Well, they're wall to wall right now. I mean, you know, it's just it ends one and then we have, you know, a, a highly contested Senate, senatorial state uh, uh, contest here. And the governor, uh, the governor's contest is is pretty heated. And, you know, so it's wall to wall and, and I'll, I'll be glad. Uh, I also it's interesting, you know, as I've had these conversations on social media, that a lot of people are really, really, really stressed out. And even clients that I have are really stressed out and and I don't know the answer for how we you know I I've just found that I have to turn the TV off and whoever gets in the White House we're going to be okay um it may not <laughs> make us feel the best but you know our democracy will go on we are we are a, a firm foundation um and I think post election we have a lot of mending fences that we have to do because a lot of ugliness has been revealed during this this campaign for sure. It's negative ad after negative ad, after negative ad. <laughs> no, it's kind yeah, of, you know, I I, I try to ca- uh, show cat videos as much as possible to kind of cheer people <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know it. it it's going to happen either way. So we're just going to have to make the best of it and still do what we do. And that is sit here every week on Sundays at two and, and, you know, talk about HIV, talk about the things that are, that are, you know, dealing with our people. It's important that we stay connected. So uh, let's see. Do you want to um, introduce the next segment? I'm kind of excited about it. So, you know, one of the things that we talked about whenever we were coming back on the air, and this was, um, you know, something that you'd worked out and it was just, it's awesome. Um, and this next segment that we have, um, we have a special um, Pause I Am exclusive uh, HIV scoop that's going to come to our listeners each and every week from our friend Josh Robbins. Uh, Josh is another powerhouse activist who's out there rattling cages. And, and this week, I think the scoop that people are going to hear um, they may not um, be aware of, um, and so uh, I'm excited that uh, we're going to be featuring these. Yeah, me too. I'm excited, too, that he's a part of this. All right. So people can find the HIV Scoop. Um, as you know, you can go out on Twitter and HIV scoop he's been doing for some time. These are going to be exclusively for um, Pause I Am. I encourage our listeners, if you like what you're hearing and you want to find out more information, be sure to check out uh, Josh at I'm Still Josh and find out some of the amazing work that he's doing. Um, uh, again, he is very active um, and, and doing things that other people are not doing uh, necessarily. Actually, you know what, Aaron? Um, I'm seeing something i have to upload something first before we go into that because i don't see the scoop here so let's um go on to the second part and bring kevin on and let's talk with him first and then we'll go back to that because i don't see all right audio uploaded so let me get to that first so let's uh let's talk a little bit about kevin and then we'll bring him on so kevin you know is, is uh 
I can say he is uh, another powerhouse in HIV activism, and not just HIV activism. I had the honor of of going to Healthy Voices 16, which was held in Chicago in the spring, um, and I'm hoping that I'll attend Healthy Voices 17. And it was awesome because Healthy Voices brought together activists and advocates from across all the disease states. And so it was very interesting, um, you know, being around people who were advocating for Crohn's disease and for, you know, different GI diseases and different immune, uh, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, breast cancer, and so forth. And so, Kevin, I, I really credit Kevin with opening my eyes to a whole world out there of, of health advocacy that I had previously not really uh, uh, been aware of. I can also say one of my – go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, Kevin has been, you know, an inspiration since I've met him. I remember he was one of the first guests that we've had on the show, you know, shared his personal story, went on to create the campaign, and now is doing this amazing video campaign. And, you know, I'm excited to to bring him on. I know we're bringing him on a little early and kind of unexpected. So let's go ahead and bring Kevin on. How you doing, Kevin? Hello? Kevin, are you there? Hey Kevin, how are you? Are you? Hello. You are oh, on. Hello. <laughs> this is a, a nice little reunion we're having here. Yes, it is. Because many people may not know that uh, what was it back in twelve, right? That we met. We all met for the first time at uh, the International AIDS Conference that was happening in Washington D.C. And that was back in twenty twelve, right? When I was just. Uh, you know, I was diagnosed in 2010, and that was really my bit, first big, you know, HIV/AIDS event that I that I did, uh, you know, conference. And um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to be talking with you guys. I'm glad that Pazayam Radio is back. And uh, it was Garen said it was one of his first shows he did when he came out as positive, and uh, it was one of my first and uh, very memorable. Uh, so, so Kevin, uh, this is Aaron. Maybe you want to, you know, since we've we've been off the air, like Robert alluded to earlier, you know, the work hasn't stopped for you. You have continued to kind of forge ahead. Um, and the last time we spoke with you, you were doing the No Shame um, campaign, which uh, has has been worldwide. I mean, um, so maybe you want to speak about that and then kind of segue into. Uh, into your newest campaign. Yeah, so gosh, um, it was what, back in 2013 when I started the No Shame About Being HIV Positive campaign. And that was just a campaign that um, was on Facebook. Um, People would send me their photo and their story and I would put this special frame around their photo, the No Shame About Being HIV Positive frame, and feature it on the Facebook page. And so that campaign ran for, you know, a few years. I, I kept that going, or a couple of years. Um, and uh, in that time, though, uh, you know, Facebook has has done a lot of changes. Uh, uh, they've changed the algorithms uh, significantly. You know, it was back in 2013 um, that they changed all this. And now, you know, today, in order to get your content out front of people you have to you know pay them so 
uh, you know, so so that you know that kind of put a damper in in the uh, you know the initiative, you know, um, and and uh, you know I so so I started so so I did that and uh, you know I featured over what six hundred and fifty stories in that campaign, and. Um, you know, I tallied up the reach on, on all of that at one point, and it was like over 10 million people reached on Facebook. So 10 million times, you know, there was something from Rise Up, one of these stories, one of the No Shame stories reached someone's timeline. And, um, you know, and some people may say, you know, oh, he's just doing this for the likes and the comments and the shares. And, <laughs> um, you know, and, and you know, for this reach, and I'm, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, that's part of it, you know, but um, the real reason I'm doing this is because, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there, you know, in small communities, and, you know, they're sitting at home in silence and, and shame, and, you know, they're, they're afraid to, you know, even go and get tested, and so, you know, if someone reading a story from someone who was newly diagnosed or who's been diagnosed for years, you know, maybe that's the impetus for them to, you know, finally take that HIV test or finally talk to their, you know, doctor and get on, get on treatment. Um, so that was, you know, the no shame was, was like a long form storytelling campaign. And, um, but then, you know, I, I was, you know, video is all the rage right now on social media. And um, this was back in July and not too long after the um, shooting in Orlando at Pulse Nightclub. And I got to thinking, I'm like, wow, there's just so much hate in, happening in this world and violence and divisiveness within within our country. And, yeah, and you know, I... I was thinking like, what, what can I do to that's uplifting, you know, and, and positive in tone. And, and so that's when the idea came to me, well, why don't I launch this video campaign that I had been thinking about? And I put the call out for, for submissions, you know, for people to share a message of, you know, love, of hope, of strength, of courage, um, inspiring messages, um, and, you know, I, I got a good response. And um, and I think, too, you know, with that campaign, again, you know, it's like trying to reach that person, right, who's – someone said to me, <laughs> they said, is this the It Gets Better campaign for HIV? I'm like, well, I never really thought about that. <laughs> I think I wasn't thinking that, but you know, maybe maybe that's you know some truth to that, you know. And um, you know, and so so I so um, to date, I've featured about fifty, I don't know, fifty-two videos, I believe it is, and we're approaching three hundred thousand uh, video views combined on all the videos. So. You know, I'm hoping that people or someone that needs to hear the messages are, are and they're taking, you know. It, it's, you know, it's funny that you, uh, one one thing that I took away from Healthy Voices, and you alluded to it earlier, is that 
activism has changed. You know, Robert used to use the, the term cyber activism. Um, and so now you really have to be, you know, you have to know about algorithms and how, how the different uh, platforms are um, doing their thing. Has It sounds like you've been able to adapt and come up with new strategies. Um, has that been difficult, though? I think um, Kevin uh, dropped off. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to a message now. Uh, we're going to get Kevin to call back in. Uh, who do we want to listen to first? So let's listen to Charlie first. Charlie is from New Zealand, and uh, Charlie is his story is you know I, I won't try to tell it, but it's so inspirational. Um, Charlie uh, Treadway, um, let's play that sound clip now. My name is Charlie Treadway, and I'm an HIV positive gay male, and I was diagnosed um, a week after my 22nd birthday, which could go on record. It's the worst birthday present humanly possible. It took me a long time to get past these sort of feelings where I was dirty. I was less than. I was a disgrace. I was a failure. A lot of these things that come from the sort of public perception around HIV, you know, HIV, unlike any other condition, all the flack that we get just really comes from a moralistic sort of a place where people can blame it on being a slut or put you in a little box or make you feel shitty about yourself so that you sort of can't live your life with transparency. And it took me a long time to work through these feelings of inadequacy, these feelings that I was never going to be loved and to realize that that sort of stigma and that bullshit, it, it's totally unacceptable and it actually has no bearing on who you are as a person. I like you and every other HIV-positive person, is a strong, wonderful, phenomenal, powerful, interesting, sexy, and amazing as you have always been. And HIV doesn't change that at all. So you need to celebrate and live your life and not be hindered by it because really at the end of the day, HIV can have as much of or as little of an impact as you allow it. I choose to live my life with transparency I choose to make the most out of everything, and I'm going to have the best, the most amazing long life, and HIV doesn't have a damn thing to do with that. Wow, that's incredible, you know? Yeah, when I, you, you, you can see the full video, uh, and that's the, the audio from the video, um, but, you know, to watch his face and to see, you know, he's just very, you know, powerful, and, and, you know, I what he said is so true. You know that that we do look at our. Or I speak for me. Um, I've had those moments where you do feel dirty and and what did I do wrong? And I just you know what he said is I'm not going to allow that to happen. And I was like, oh my god, this is this is awesome. Every newly diagnosed individual needs to hear this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there are definitely the thoughts that. Almost every person who's newly diagnosed feels so. To know that he says he's going to live a, a long, fully productive life, and HIV has nothing to do with it, it's just they're, they're, that's a great, great quote, a great way to to end this positive message. So uh, let's uh, go on and listen to another one as we're waiting for uh, Kevin to give us a ring back here. So let's see. Uh, 
Robbie's up next, right, Aaron? Yeah, let's do Robbie. Hi, everyone. My name is Robbie, and I am from Dublin in Ireland. So basically, my story starts off in 2012. I was 21 when I was given my HIV diagnosis. Back then, I knew, like, no one living with HIV. I didn't even know HIV existed in Ireland. So you can imagine the shock of that diagnosis. Was I the only 21-year-old man in Ireland living with HIV? Hello? At the beginning, I felt so low. I felt I had no confidence, nothing. I felt I was dirty, unclean, polluted. And I also allowed others to think that of me. I think when you first get a HIV diagnosis, you think you deserve these thoughts, but you don't. And after a few months of living with HIV, I was like, hey, listen, I'm not a bad person. I'm not dirty or unclean. Why am I allowing these thoughts? And why am I allowing others to think of them of me? So I wanted to go back to normality. So what I done was I created a new normal. And that was basically bringing the pre-HIV diagnosis, fun, carefree, confident Robbie, and this new Robbie who has this amazing life perspective, thanks to HIV, and put them together into a self. And this new self basically said, I will never ever allow myself to be treated or seen as less. Because I'm not. No one living with HIV is. So my positive message to you all is, HIV for me was an opportunity to say, my life is now a blank canvas. I'm the painter of this blank canvas. And I'm going to make my life what I want it to be. And I haven't looked back and I've never been happier. I think you can do it too. Because life's too short otherwise. Let's do it. Best look. Wow. That is awesome. I get chills when I hear Hey, Kevin. You know, we just listened to Robbie from Ireland, and I get chills whenever I hear his, his audio. And uh, and let me just throw in a side note. I mean, it, it he is very cute, too. So that doesn't hurt. <laughs> but um, I know that accent. Let me tell you, Robbie, um, if you ever uh, need a boyfriend, let me tell you what. You've got one in the heartland of America. Um, hey, come on, but, Let's go. <laughs> I know, but to hear that message, you know, here, I liked what he said when he said, you know, your life, your is, life a, is a blank a, in the canvas, man. Oh and, my gosh. Didn't that resonate? Because, you know, you know, yeah, we, we just listened to Charlie and, and we listened to Robbie. Um, you know, one Charlie's from New Zealand and Robbie is from Ireland. And, and I also like what Robbie said is, you know, he knew of HIV, you know, there is HIV in Ireland, but he felt like he was the only one. How many of us have felt like we are the only one? Um, and, and that's why we choose to do what we do to try to let others know, um, man, that you don't have to be alone. Yeah, and I think too, um, you know, I didn't, I, you know, Charlie and Robbie, um, wow, yeah, their messages, every message that have come through the campaign there's always something in each and every one of them that just like raises a hair on my arm or, or you know is, inspires you know inspired is so inspired and um you know with uh, robbie's message there when he said my life is not one canvas i think how many how many of us have been given this diagnosis in a time in our lives when we were you know dealing with substance abuse or just depression or uh, whatever else may have been going on in our lives. And, you know, 
you know, and, and I think that, you know, my, my, you know, when I was diagnosed, it's like, wow, you know, that was like my rock bottom in life, you know, and that's how I, you know, about my diagnosis, it was my rock bottom and it was an opportunity for me to create a better life. And, um, you know, Kevin, I totally agree um, with you. Cause I, I remember when, when I was diagnosed and it was, it was, you know, the time when I was using drugs and, you know, not being uh, the most productive person in society and felt probably the worst about myself after I was diagnosed. And, you know, it was through activism and things like that, where I learned to kind of turn that around and, and view my, my status as a gift, you know, as something that kind of mm -hmm. helped me reshape my life, you know, like a, a blank canvas or a rebirth. It allowed me to reinvent who I was and I didn't have to be, you know, the person I was before my status. And, you know, I'm grateful for that because the person I was before was, a, was a real jerk and, and probably not somebody that you'd want, you'd be hearing right now on the radio. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, we, we change the way we view our status as we live longer with a disease. If you, you know, at first it's, it's a death sentence and then, you know, well, you move past that, you learn to accept it and, and it just really becomes something that could really change your life in a great way. And, and, you know, and then Charlie's message, which I wasn't on to hear, but I've played it a million times over, you know, he, he goes on to say how, you know, just because we have this diagnosis doesn't, doesn't change us. We are still, you know, powerful and we are still loving and unique and, you know, we are, you know, amazing you know people living with hiv and um yeah so those were those were two great messages and i'm i'm glad that you guys will be featuring them on the show you know it's very interesting kevin that you know for some activists it's all about you know what they're in some activists is you know they're the face of you know whatever they're doing um but for you um it seems as if your mission is to get everyone else's story out there. And so yeah, I, with the, mm -hmm. yeah. Can no, you speak you're to right. that? Like I don't want I don't want to be in front of a camera. I don't want to be on the cover <laughs> of a Mexican you know, and some people um they're comfortable with that and I applaud that, you know, I really do. But that's that's not um me. I, I'm an introvert. I am an introvert in every sense of the word. And um and I am, I'm much more comfortable behind my computer using my platform to share other stories. Um, you know, there's power, there's so much power in, in, in people's stories and uh, to be able to have this platform and what you guys are doing through Pause I Am and, you know, it's, it's giving uh, lots of people opportunities to, to share, you know, to share and, and, and be part of a community. So, um, so I, I, I prefer to stay behind the scenes. Um, I do have something kind of public coming up on World AIDS Day, but, um, uh, uh, please share with know. us. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the World AIDS you, Day you, event. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to leave us in suspense or are you going to share a little bit? Uh, <laughs> no, it's very, I'll share about it. Yeah. So December 1st, um, so I went to Niagara Falls about six months ago on the Canadian side, 
and I fell in love with the place. I mean, I went by myself, you know, and everyone's there with their, like, girlfriends or newlyweds. I'm there all by myself. And But, um, you know, the serenity of the falls and the water going over the cliffs, and, you know, I mean, it was just an amazing, beautiful. Uh, beautiful place to be in. When I learned that they light the falls red for World AIDS Day, um, I knew I had to go and capture that moment for everyone to see because I think it's going to be really special. And um, I have a friend flying in from Missouri. Um, she's going to be there with me, kind of, you know, co-hosting it. Um, just going to be something very simple for people to, to watch the falls turn red. Um, you know, to, to leave uh, reflections, um, prayer requests, you know, comments, you know, qu uh, questions. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I just wanted to go and capture the moment and just kind of interact with folks uh, from around the world during that. It's just 15 minutes that they turn the falls red from 10 p.m. to 10.15 p.m., but I'm going to go on uh, 15 minutes before to capture when they actually go red. We'll have a moment of silence, you know, we'll, we'll say, you know, a non-denominational, you know, kind of prayer and just kind of catch up on, you know, what's happening uh, in the HIV world a bit and, you know, a couple other things that I still have. Now that's pretty cool, Kevin. Actually, I've been to Niagara Falls only on the Canadian side, and it is so much more beautiful from that end. Um, I didn't know that they turned it red, and we spoke about this today. Um, that's kind of that's kind of important and something big. So I'm kind of excited to see you, you know, do that and and to to share about it here on the show and, and through our outlets. I think it's incredible that you're going to bring a, attention to that because who knew. Obviously, nobody. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it, so. <laughs> Did you know, Aaron? Yeah, I found it. No, I didn't. I didn't know. Um, I I didn't know that at all. And so I had seen you posting some of that, Kevin. And um, the more that you talk about it, the more I'm intrigued I am about it. And you know, it's um, this was something I think the Red Campaign initiated many, many years ago. Um, because there are buildings and um, you know that go red for World AIDS Day around the world. There's there are like mon monuments and um, uh, you know that go red, and uh, but the falls are actually coordinated by this Canadian uh, ASO called Positive Living Niagara. They've been uh, coordinating the lighting of the falls since uh, 2006. They've been lighting the falls red, so. Um, yeah, so it's it's something that, you know, I just found out about my family lives in Albany. So what I'm going to do is drive from here in Columbus, where I live, Columbus, Ohio, to the falls. It's like four and a half hours, day to night. And then the next day I'll drive four or five hours uh, to Albany to see my family for the holidays. So. Well, Kevin, we're always amazed to hear, uh, you know, you always shoot for the stars, and uh, I have no doubt that uh, this will be a success. And um, if people want to get involved with the positive messages or the, the World AIDS Day, um, how can people find more information about that, and how can people get a hold of you? So the easiest way is just to go to the Facebook page. It's facebook.com. Just search 
just search for Rise Up uh, to HIV, Rise Up T-O, HIV, or on Twitter at Rise Up to HIV. And um, I would love to feature some more messages in the campaign and have people part of this World AIDS Day event. Well, thank you so very much. We will be, we're very excited to be partnering with you. Uh, every week we'll be um, featuring a new um, uh, uh, positive message um, audio. And so uh, I, we're very excited about getting uh, more traction with that campaign and getting the word out about it. So thank you for everything that you're doing, Kevin. We really love and appreciate you and everything that you're doing. Love you guys too. And I'm glad that you know, you're back and uh, we'll be in touch, okay? Thanks, Kevin. See ya. Have, Bye, a, Kevin. Have a good one. Take care. Uh, that's awesome. I'm excited that we're partnering with him as well, and, and we're going to be able to feature this and and you know have a segment of positive messages every week. So I'm excited. So now we can kind of go ahead. What were you going to say, Aaron? So have you met Josh Robbins? I have not met him. No, we have. Okay. I have interviewed him before, but I've not met him. So Josh has this trademark y'all, you know, because he's from Nashville. Yeah. And and so he, uh, you know, I have a special place in my heart for Josh Robbins. He is uh, he's a unique individual that is is rattling cages, and uh, I think today what we're going to hear um, is pretty. If you're living in the South, um, what he's going to talk about um, really is going to um, rattle some cages, I believe. We will be heard today. Ladies and gentlemen from around the world and across the United States. Oops, okay. That was not it. <laughs> that was not the one. Yeah. Yeah, here. This is your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusive for Pause I Am Radio. Buzzworthy HIV news in under 90 seconds. Here's Josh Robbins in this week's HIV scoop. Hey guys, what's up? This is Josh, and I've got three really spicy stories that are happening this week. First off, uh, have, did you see what's going on with Publix? Well, Publix is denying, the grocery store chain is denying employees who get prescriptions for the FDA approved indication of. Truvada as prep. I'm really shocked about it. They sent out a third and final, whatever that means, denial letter, the representatives from Publix did, denying coverage for Truvada to an employee because it goes against their outdated criteria for their prescription benefit plan by their employees. This comes directly from the Health Benefit Committee of Publix. Activists are really pissed about this. It's just interesting to note that this grocery store chain believes that they are smarter than the FDA, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and every other major HIV organization, with the exception of Michael Weinstein. Next, according to Reuters, Gilead actually kind of took a hit, y'all, in their third quarter profit. Gilead Sciences, on this Tuesday, they posted a 28% drop, ouch, in their quarterly net profit due to lower sales of their hepatitis C blockbusters, Harvoni and Sovaldi. But their HIV uh, medications did get 
get an increase because more people are getting on PrEP. So a mixed bag of news there for Gilead. And then the final thing is, say that you're a university student in China. Well, now when you go to the vending machine, you can now purchase available HIV testing kits right there. They cost approximately $4.40 and are sold next to the instant noodles and other snacks at Southwest Petroleum University in southwestern China. I'm Josh Robbins. This is your HIV Scoop. You know, so being able to go to a vending machine, but <laughs> so the the the, the public thing, we don't have publics here in St. Louis, so that's a southern thing. Yeah, there. Have you heard about that? I, yeah, well, I, I saw him post something about that on uh, Twitter, uh, but yeah, Publix I know is in Florida, I believe. Like they're kind of big down there. Publix and Albertsons, they're all kind of Acme. I think they're all kind of same company. Hmm. It's it's so unbelievable to me that, that in the day and age that we are, especially with the World Health Organization and the FDA, and and I mean, now we have so many studies of safety and efficacy of why they would be denying that is beyond me. It's just very puzzling. It's crazy, but I, I like how he. Uh... You put that together, and we're going to be featuring like you know his his little HIV scoop every week. So I'm excited about having that come in. One of the things I thought was hilarious is how they talked about it being next to the instant noodles and other snacks. But hey, progress is progress, right? So you know, I have to tell you a little story. You know, in the United States, well, and abroad, there are these places called um, uh, well, they're they're bathhouses. I mean, I really don't know what, how else to say it. But anyway, it's not uncommon in those bathhouses to have vending machines that has different things that, you know, you need for that. That would actually be very great. You know, you could just, like, load up Travada in the vending machine next to, like, condoms and lube and everything else. Maybe that's, like, the future of, oh, my God, I can just hear Michael Weinstein now. Thank you, Josh, for bringing up the incredible troll's name. <laughs> There's no love lost between me and Michael Weinstein. He needs to crawl back under the bridge he came out from under. Oh, lordy, lordy. So, listen, there's I two know. things that, um, <laughs> that didn't make the HIV uh, scoop of Josh Robbins this week, but I, I found it very intriguing. And you know me. I love my TV. I love my HIV. You know, when it mm-hmm. comes to being on television and being showcased, and I have to say, um, you know, if you watch How to Get Away with Murder, there was uh, a scene there where – the, gen- the gentleman by the name of Oliver was diagnosed with HIV, and he, you know, was diagnosed during his first relationship with a gentleman by the name of Connor, who's on the show. And now they had an open, not open relationship, but they had an open conversation about it, and they were able to move past the diagnosis and actually continue with their, their partnership and their relationship while the, the partner who was negative was on prep, Connor. Well, on Thursday's episode, Oliver, who is no longer with Connor, nervously disclosed his, his HIV status to his new no-love interest, uh, Thomas. He gave him a little bit of a pep talk in the mirror, and then he walked out and said, you know, he can react however he wants, you know, and then Oliver says to himself, the most important thing is that you got to be you. And that's true. You know, disclosing your HIV status is, is, is really difficult, but if you remember you got to be you, you know, just be who you are, and that's who you are. And, and you know, at the end of the day, it started with them – going from hot to cold after he disclosed and then 
the, the guy was like, I, I can't, I'm not ready for something like this. And, you know, it sucks because that's real life. Sometimes when you disclose people do, you know, just walk away or stop talking to you or feel like they can't move forward in a relationship or love you, or you're not worthy of it. And it really puts kind of like shame. I feel like on the person who's diagnosed, but in recent studies, uh, partner studies showed that even after 58,000 sex acts, undetectable HIV positive partners like Oliver's character in How to Get Away with Murder cannot and did not transmit HIV to their negative partners. So that is important. And then on the other show on Logo, Finding Prince Charmer, Charming, which is kind of, I guess, like a, a gay bachelorette or The Bachelor, there was an HIV positive hairstylist by the name of Eric Leonardos who. Um, you know, came out positive to whoever <laughs> Prince Charming was, the first, the, the main guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I believe he actually ended up having a relationship with the, you know, the, the guy who was looking for love. So, uh, you know, that's two different outcomes that can come out of disclosing your HIV status, but it was on TV. So I felt I had to talk about it because it's important when reality TV with uh, Finding Prince Charming and then being scripted and how to get away with murder, how important it is to see people with HIV status disclosing on TV to make other people feel more important doing it in real life. See, I always, I always had, you know, and I think everybody has to determine for themselves what their procedure will be for disclosure. You know, my philosophy was I always disclosed um, at the bar. I didn't want to bring anybody home and, you know, be violated in my own space by them rejecting me. And so I wanted to do it in a very open space. And I always choose to disclose, I mean, before anything happens, because I don't want to be any more invested in it um, than than what I have to be. That that can be very hard. It can be to be rejected because of your HIV status. Man, that can, I, I've been there. That sucks. Yeah, especially after you already, like you said, have invested your feelings into it and have fallen for the other person. It's a little bit easier when you're just meeting them and they say no. Then you're like, oh, screw you. You're losing, you know. But once you've already right. have fallen for this person and, and, and you know, have feelings, it's kind of harder to walk away from that and accept that it's the status that's causing it. So. Right. God, it felt good to be back, Aaron. <laughs> I know. It, it It is. I I think that uh, we have so much for this new season, new content. We have uh, Josh Robbins. We have Kevin Maloney. Um, and do you want to talk about some of the shows that we have lined up through the end of the year? Yeah, we have um, – let me see here. Let me bring it up. I have uh, November book, so obviously today is our return show. That we've had Kevin talking about his positive messages. Um, and next week, Josh Robbins will be sitting in with us from uh, imstilljosh.com. Um, and the HIV scoop, he will just kind of come on and talk a little bit about how the scoop was created and, you know, his partnership with us. So I'm excited about that. And then, like you mentioned, on November 20th, we'll be speaking with uh, Benjamin DaCosta, who um, basically is making a positive impact with a negative status. He is HIV negative, but going out and raising awareness about HIV and AIDS to those who are youth and those that are minorities. So I think it's really important that we focus on that too. Um, and then on the 27th, you're going to have HIV positive columnist, Philip Christopher Baldwin, um, who actually is a columnist for, um, why can't I think of the friggin', uh, the thing? Um, why is it blowing? I can't think of it right now off the top of my head. Um, the Huffington Post, 
um, the gay times in the Huffington Post, a Stonewall role model. Uh, he's he's out there, so I'm excited to hear his story and hear about what he's he's doing because he's over in England on the other side of the pond. The other side of the pond. <laughs> I love I love when people say that. <laughs> like it's so far right. So when is Benjamin going to be on? He's going to be on November the 22nd? Yes, he will be on the 20th. The 20th. I should check the calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sunday, Sunday's at 2, Aaron. You must – Sunday's at 2. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I know it's Sunday's at 2. I've, <laughs> I booked myself in. I know. It's uh, – yeah, it's been amazing uh, to be back on the air. I know we've been kind of working frantically. You've been frantically working more than me. Um, so I give credit where credit is due. Um, I'm just along for the ride sometimes. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. I like, I, I, I like you as my co-pilot, so I, I appreciate <laughs> you coming along for the ride. And you know, because it, it's both of us. It, it, it's this is going to be great. I'm excited. We're going to have great people coming up. And if you want to share your story on the show or become a partner with the Pause Radio, you can reach us uh, by going to pauseimradio.com. Uh, all the information is there for you to contact us. We're looking for, uh, let's see, we're looking for women. I would love to have some women come on and share their story. I don't have any of those lined up. <laughs> and I don't have, um, I would love to have some uh, transgender individuals come on and share their story as well. I think it's important that everyone is represented on the show. And I think that's, you know, important that we show that HIV affects everybody, not just uh, your average white folk like me. And you. <laughs> right. Well, while we've been off the air, you know, that's two areas that have really gained traction. The Positive Women's Network is a group of amazing women who are living with HIV, um, who are rattling cages and getting things done, raising awareness, and as well as transgender. The transgender community and representation is is huge, right? And so raising awareness. And that's one thing, you know, when, when we bring Benjamin on, that he advocates for quite often. Um, and so I think it's up to each and every one of us that whenever we're engaged in dialogues, um, you know, I'm not transgender, but I can, I can, you know, make sure that um, they're being considered or that women are being considered. And so when we start looking out for each other, you know, at the top of the hour, we were talking about the political climate. Let's learn how not to do it, right? the community we need to have is where we're all looking out for each other. And, and if, if your life's improving and my life's improving, then we're really achieving the end goal of what we're trying to get done. I think. Yeah. You know, that's what we're trying to do here. Radio 2.0, the, the reboot, we're trying to bring activists together, you know, to, to build something incredible. So I love that we're getting everyone to, to come on and, and, and work together, unify each other, and, and you know, just kind of have one mission. And I think it's important that we do that. And I'm excited that we're going to be able to do it on the radio show. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a couple of things coming on in the, uh, in the spring. Uh, for anyone who's unaware, AIDS Watch is happening in uh, Washington, D.C. Um, people can go on to AIDS United's website to find out more information about that. Um, I encourage people, if they've never been to AIDS Watch, AIDS Watch is a time where we, as stakeholders, people living with HIV, go to Capitol Hill and lobby, lobby is not the right word, but we tell our stories to 
our members of Congress um, to keep the the issue of HIV and AIDS alive on Capitol Hill. And and so looking forward, um, you know, people need to remember that that's on the horizon, and that's one of the big main events that's going on in the spring community. I've actually never uh, gone to AIDS Watch before, but I'm excited because I put in my scholarship. So I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be able to, to make it down there and, you know, really get involved more because I'm not really involved in, I was never really involved too much into that part of the HIV activism, the, the lobbying, you know, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, getting up there in front of, you know, the, the, pol- the politicians and, and, and making noise there. So I'm excited to kind of do that. I kind of, you know, now that I think about it, the time that I've we've been off, I've kind of gotten a lot more involved in politics. So maybe, you know, maybe my new direction is, is firing under that way and getting involved that way. That'd be interesting. Hmm, see, you learn something new every day. Any final words? Um, I'm excited to be back. Thank you for having us. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back too, and uh, until next weekend, I guess I'm signing off. Peace. Thank you for joining us for Pause IM. You can listen to us each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we bring you your weekly dose of hope. Join in the conversation on social media, Pause IM Radio and at Aaron Laxton. And while you're on there, check out I'm Still Josh as he brings the HIV scoop of the week. Also, if you've not checked out the positive message campaign from Rise Up to HIV, be sure to do so. For all of you who contribute and make this show possible, thank you so very much. If you think you have a story that needs to be covered or you would like to come on air and talk to Robert and myself, please let us know. We want to bring content that you need and that you want. Be sure to download this episode on iTunes and past episodes. We'd love to hear your feedback. From all of us over here at Paz IM Radio, from Robert Brining and myself, have a safe and healthy week. And until we speak again, stay positive.